straight halftime leads blown well, my team three this blown year 10 straight right you're three this year but how much does well, you it said mean? your team uh, so let's start and the, say the, the broncos, broncos had, historically yeah, yeah. Broncos i don't historically pay attention to that had blown that i don't pay attention how much to that. does it mean i don't to, pay attention to it to, no, to see you get over the hump in the second half it wasn't our hump saying. it wasn't our hump I'm, I'm saying that respectfully i it wasn't our hump um we're trying to win that is Sean Payton and Troy Rank going back and forth after the Broncos game last week. Uh, as I told Stokely on Monday, I respectfully disagree, Sean. You are the Broncos. You inherited all of our problems by becoming the head coach. And to have a conversation about this Broncos team, we hit the hotline right now and find Troy Rank of Denver 7. Troy of Denver 7 is joining us thanks to our friends at Rocks Heating and Air. That's R-O-X, Rocks heating and air uh troy i'm sure you've talked a ton about it but uh can you take us and our listeners through that little interaction and that exchange there with sean payton about halftime leads and all of them that they blew yeah listen as a reporter you never want to be part of the story the preface of the question was you've blown 10 halftime leads you know whether he wants to word historically used or not it's an nfl record the point of the question was three of those have been on his watch yep. all at home this year so when he keeps saying it's not his it is it only goes back to 2021 so it includes Vic Fangio Nathaniel Hackett and him and he's got 30 percent of them in a month so that was the point of the question that and he has talked extensively about this team learning not to lose before they can learn to win and that was kind of the the genesis of of the question and again you know Sean he's interrupted multiple reporters this year I don't ever take it personally I don't I was just surprised how defensive he was about it because it did it did actually relate to his team this year. So right. if you're going to preface a question and say, well, it's historically about the Denver Broncos, not you specifically. Like, no one says that. Like you said, when you become the coach of it, you inherit it. Just like we had the same problem with Hackett last year when the Raiders aren't a rival, the Chiefs aren't a rival. I wasn't here. I don't know anything about that. You inherit this stuff. Whether you like it or not, it's part of the fabric. Well, Troy, you're the nicest guy ever. Uh, Josh and I were saying that yes. earlier today on the show, so your ears were probably ringing. But I, I want to transition to the new Colin Coward talking to anonymous GM that says Sean Payton would trade Russell Wilson in a heartbeat if there was a market for him. Um, what do you think of those comments and that report, I guess, anonymous GM? And then, uh, well, you're going to ask Sean about it today? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the problem with it is it's, you know, when you start that anonymous, as soon as you say that word, right, that question's right. not going to be answered. That's right. 100%, whether it's Sean Payton or another coach, where it's going to be, who said it? Well, it was who said an anonymous guy said it. I mean, like, it's going to go nowhere. That's a conversation you would have to have with that coach or GM in private, one-on-one, in a group setting. There is, I, I just can't imagine he would address it. But listen, it, it hasn't been bad. It's just, I've said this, Russell isn't the problem. He's just not the solution going forward. It just doesn't look like the offense Sean Payton wants to run and the strengths of Russell Wilson totally meshed. There's been some success. Russell's played well in some of the games. We've seen shades of Seattle Russell, but the reality is it's just not clicking in a way that would make you think, oh, yeah, 
they're going to go on for this for the next two, three years. It just wouldn't seem to make a lot of sense on the surface to see this as a long-term thing. And remember, Sean was hired after the Russell Wilson deal. He didn't pound on the table for it. And everything that I believe when he was hired was kind of telling ownership, like, yeah, I want to give it this year to see. And then they would take stock after the year. So I can't say I'm surprised that GM would say that. Uh, it's been better than last year. But again, when you look at it, the price and all they're trying to do, what would make you think they're going to continue doing it moving forward? Now, listen, I say that. And if Russell played his best game against the Chiefs and they win and Maybe that creates a different argument. But as of now, it just, again, Russell's not the problem. He just doesn't appear to be the solution moving forward after this season. We're talking to Troy Rank of Denver 7. Troy, uh, Sean Payton is an offensive genius, right? It's what he's sold as. It's who he is in his own head. So why are we at week eight? And I still keep asking you almost weekly where Marvin Mims is. Yeah, listen, it's confusing on why he doesn't get more targets, and now he just doesn't get a lot of snaps. Mm -hmm. You're somewhere between 10 and 12 snaps. I mean, for him to get involved, you'd have to have specific plays saying, hey, when he's in there, we need to target him four times or whatever that number is. Part of it is, you know, they're trying to get Judy going, and he played better last week. And Sutton, his numbers aren't big, but he's got touchdowns, you know, five touchdowns, which is huge because, Prior to this year, he had two touchdowns in his previous 26 games, but I don't have a, a great reason for it. They look at the game plan, and for whatever reason, they think their best options remain Sutton, Judy, and to a lesser degree, Brandon Johnson. What's weird about it is they're getting no production from the tight end. With Dulcich out, and he's out for another three weeks uh, because of the IR with the hamstring, you would think there'd be room for a guy like Mims because it's not like, okay, they're getting a couple receivers involved and then their tight end's getting five to six catches. They're getting no production from the tight end. It's like 30th in the league. That's why it's so weird that you wouldn't just draw up. Like every game we play, there's got to be at least one deep strike attempt to Mims. That would be me mm -hmm. just based on what I've seen in terms of his yards per attempt, whether it's in the special teams game or the passing game. But they're watching the film. They watch the practice. Something they've seen suggests that he doesn't need to be targeted. And I don't know if it's they go in thinking he will, like they tell us, and it just gets out of rhythm or whatever. I just can't imagine that you want to have a big highlighter on your play sheet saying, make sure we give a couple deep strikes to Mims. Yeah, it's, it's easy. That's why this whole thing is curious. Troy, rank, Denver 7, Broncos insider. Uh, Troy, this game against the Chiefs, let's say it's a close loss, right? It's a loss, oh, my God, but it's close. Does that give the team any impetus to say, like, hey, let's, let's try to keep the band together? Or after the Chiefs game, unless they win, if it's a close loss, if they get blown out, whatever, we're going to start to see guys get dealt. Yeah, I still think that even if they won, you would see at least one trade. Like we saw last year, they beat Jacksonville, and then Bradley Chubb was still traded. And part of that was related to they weren't going to pay him. It wasn't, I mean, because they really missed him after he got traded. They only had 12 stocks their last nine games. But, you know, I thought Simmons might go to the Eagles. Well, they already got their safety from the Titans. Would you still try to move Justin or uh, Josie Jewell? Because you, Josie's had a you know, decent season, but he and Alex Singleton in a lot of ways are the same player. So you'd clear out a way for Drew Sanders to get more playing time. Right. But if you win and you go to three and five, 
I, I just don't think you can allow one game to change how you view about some of your future in terms of creating more opportunity for young guys. But the thing people ask me, like, why haven't they traded anyone? Well, again, let's say, for instance, the Eagles were on. I know the Eagles had interest in Simmons, but I don't know where it ever went in terms of seriousness. They're not going to give up Simmons for a fifth and a sixth. That just doesn't make sense. So that's why, why do they wait? Deadline spur action. So if you're trying to move Judy, for instance, you want at least a three. Or maybe you can't get it, but you're not just going to move guys to move guys. The whole idea is to get draft capital, which you know, Cecil, but getting draft capital doesn't mean a bunch of sixth and seventh round picks. Right, that's right. not real draft capital. Draft capital is you know third and fourth rounders, guys who could start as rookies. Sixth and seventh rounders a lot of times don't even make your team. You don't want a gaggle of those picks just to say, oh, we moved a bunch of guys, now we got 14 picks, but Seven of them are from the sixth round on. What? I mean, that doesn't. So that's why when I'm saying that's why they're being patient. If they win against the Chiefs, it would be interesting to see if that would cause some introspection of, hey, pump the brakes. We like this group. It's finally taking shape. But I would doubt that. I'd still think we're going to see at least one trade of the Broncos. A couple more minutes spending here with Troy Rank of Denver 7 hanging out with us. Thanks to Rock's Heating in Air. Uh, Troy, the Buffaloes are back at it this weekend, coming off of a bye week. And now you got to beat a couple of teams that you probably weren't supposed to because you lost to one that you weren't supposed to there. Uh, you still look at the Buffs as a bowl team? Yeah, that Stanford loss puts them right at the number, you've got to beat Arizona and you're going to have to upset someone else. So it's between what Oregon state, Washington state, UCLA, you're, you've got to, and Arizona's good now. I mean, they're not Arizona of a couple of years ago, but yeah, you're going to have to upset somebody. UCLA is a tough one because they're playing a lot better than they were earlier in the season. For me, it really comes down to two things. Can defensively, they figure it out where they're not giving up crossing routes to whoever the top receiver is on the other team for about 200 yards. The other kid almost had 300. Mm-hmm. But can you defend that route, and can you keep Shadur Sanders upright? He's getting hit way too much. It's just not a sustainable strategy to Shadur rescue us every game when he's getting sacked five, six times and hit. So can you run the ball a little better to take some of the pressure off him and the offensive line, frankly, and can you defend the crossing route? And I would look with Travis Hunter, frankly, that – you've got to start deciding where he's best used. And yeah. some games, I think you just need him more at corner. So limit his offensive snaps. So he's not gassed at corner because they have enough receivers. They're not Hunter, but they don't have anyone like him at DB, but he looked gassed against Stanford. So I would be more strategic now off the bye week, how I use Hunter offensively, because I need him to be my best player on defense. Troy, could you rock one of those nuggets rings? <laughs> could you pull that off? <laughs> no. No, no. It would look like it's maybe as a bracelet. I've I've tried on some <laughs> rings. Those rings are so heavy. I don't wear rings up to my wedding ring, so I would be the last guy to wear a big ring like it. But they are so heavy, it is unbelievable. And most guys only wear them for huge events. You know, when they're you know doing a speaking engagement right. or a huge uh, a reunion of a team, because they're not meant for everyday wear. They are heavy, but that Nuggets ring is beautiful. I mean, maybe, maybe Troy, you, you wear the ring inside the ring. You know what I mean? It's the little, it's the smaller version of it. <laughs> yeah, I'll get the one you get out of the gumball machine. <laughs> that is Troy Rank. He's with us every single Wednesday, right around one thirty. Troy, always appreciate your time and insight, my man. You got it, guys. Thank you. Have a great show. Troy Rank with us right there from Denver Seven. Thanks to Rocks Heating and Air. It's R O X Rocks Heating and Air. All right, Cease, I got some more news for you. Uh, we're getting all the information here today More news? about the Broncos. Albert oh Breer has a list 
of players that the Broncos are willing to move. We'll tell you who's on that list next.